You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hour number two. The Big Show is powered by MortgagesToGo.ca, always the lowest interest rates in Canada since 2004. Visit MortgagesToGo.ca. He's in studio. He is the Big Show Flames analyst, the Solution Snake, the Cobra himself. Mr. Brent Crom, brought to you by All Kind Door Services Limited, your one-stop shop when it comes to fixing your doors at your building, your office, or your home. Anything that swings, slides, or rolls, call All Kind Door Services for all your door repair needs. Mr. Crom, good morning. How are you? Good morning. We were, uh, we were deep in conversation here, just talking about that Rid- Ridley Gregg clapper from uh, 10 feet out in front of the net and Morgan Riley uh, having a problem with it. I was getting heated. Uh, okay, uh, do you want to do that? Well, I don't know if we have the uh, the audio yet because uh, GVP's got to grab it. Do you want to do that now or do you want to do it at 8.30 coming up? 8.30. Or 7.30, excuse me. Yeah, 7.30. You got it already? Oh, let me do it now. You want to do it now because you're, you're, you're really heated about it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's dive right in. Okay, let's do it then. You, you're the captain now, so let's do it. Okay, so again, like I said this before. <laughs> Coming up in the 6 o'clock hour, I know my boys, Maddie and Patrick, like the back of my hand. Like, I know them like the back of my hand. And I know which way they're going to go on this conversation. So let's play the clip and let's get the take for Maddie and Patrick. And then we will uh, open the floor to you, Kron, because I got some things to say about this play as well. We have the clip of the actual play from Saturday night. The game's over. Just a little context here. Uh, Ridley Craig has an empty net breakaway in the dying seconds. The game's over for the Senators. Going to beat the Maple Leafs, and he unleashes a clapper into the empty net. Uh, we got the we got the clip here, GVP. Back to the point, Willie. Shot coming, blocked, and it's going to be pushed ahead with an empty net with eight seconds left. Oh, nice shot. <laughs> Ridley Craig wound up and then slapped the puck into the net, and he just got leveled by was that Morgan Riley yeah who took exception to that <laughs> yeah yep <laughs> and, and you know what Greg is down by the bench now they got the trainers out I think he's milking it but this is <laughs> this is the 12 year old kid you want to do the exact same thing to in a tournament Riley gets tossed <laughs> but Ridley Greg with the big yep. exaggerated slap shot I'm okay, so Maddie, glad it thoughts. happened to them no, no, hold on. Go ahead, Matty. Your thoughts. My thoughts? I love this yeah. play from Ridley Gregg. I am a huge fan okay. of this kid going back to his time when he was with the branded Wheat Kings. Uh, I have very little problem with him doing a slap shot from the hash marks in a humongous rivalry game with yep. uh, uh, everybody watching. You're the Senators. You have just been awful all year long. Your biggest rival is the Leafs, and they always come in with a strut in their step and a little bit of a swagger in their walk. And you beat him, and you give him the empty netter, and then of course Morgan Riley does uh, go after him there. Uh, I thought Morgan Riley was maybe a little too aggressive with the stick, but at the same time, I'm not shocked that he went after Ridley Gregg. I'm also not shocked that Ridley Gregg went down like a sack of potatoes, knowing what the type of player he is. And I think that there was a lot of intent to every single thing that he did over that entire stretch. Um, mm-hmm. I love the play in itself. Uh, <laughs> For the Leafs to respond, that's great. But at the same time, 
everybody yelling about the code and disrespecting people. Have you ever seen the Leafs score a goal? You remember when Marner scored that five-on-three goal against the Flames in a meaningless game two months ago and he celebrated like he just moved on to the Stanley Cup final? I don't want to hear about settle down and too overconfident and cocky when we're talking about the Maple Leafs. So I loved it. Uh, it's the perfect type of thing for rivalry hockey. Senators, Leafs, Flames, Oilers, you would expect that type of thing the same way. So that's kind okay. of what I was thinking. Patrick, your thoughts? Oh, uh, exactly everything that Maddie said. Oh, the only thing I didn't like was Morgan Riley getting the stick up. There's a video that was floating around from 2014. Ryan Kessler did something similar to the Calgary Flames, and Dennis Weidman just starts feeding him body blows in the corner, and that's what <laughs> would have been. I would have preferred seeing something like that or tackled him down. Just I hate when dudes use their their stick as a weapon and right to the head. Maybe Greg isn't as hurt as he it looked, but still, uh, if that was yeah. against the Nashville Predators, probably doesn't happen. It's the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Senators has been pushed around for a long time. They got that building half blue for the last 15 years, it feels like. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. And, it, 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 yeah, I got nothing to – nothing. Okay. The only complaint is uh, Riley using the stick. Kron, your thoughts? I love it from both sides. The, the, okay. The, uh, the Ridley Gregg, he's played, what, 56 games in the National Hockey League? Balls on that kid for ripping down the ice and wiring it into the net. I hate the Leafs. I would never advocate for the Leafs. I love that it happened to the Leafs in Ottawa. You know, Patty, you brought up a great point. That building is blue half the time when Toronto's there. Mm -hmm. So screw you. We've had it in our building in Calgary and up in Edmonton, and it's been half blue. I would have been pumped if one of our guys did something yep. like that. Absolutely. Um, but what I did like is a little okay. bit of passion, a little bit of kickback from the Leafs. Normally they're 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 complaining or whining. Feels in the like media. that would have been the only guy that would have stepped up yeah, out of the big names. Exactly, good Western League guy yep. and Morgan Riley. Yep, right. You know, and you know, or Sheldon Keith complaining in the in the media scrum about you know this can't happen and it's not hockey and all that kind of stuff. You know, I I I loved R Riley's reaction. I loved him chasing him down. What I didn't like is after Ridley Gray goes and hits that that puck into the net. He then acts like he did absolutely nothing. If you watch that play, he kind of slides against the boards. Yeah. He knows Morgan Riley is coming, and he tries to just kind of slink and slither away. You got to pay like the piper like a snake, right? And yeah, he popped him in the head. Like yeah, that's that's a that's a shot to the head. Nobody can defend that. But protect right. yourself. You know it's coming, and then he gets yeah. hit. And then he lies there. He's not getting up because he wants nothing to do with the scrum. So he lies there like the victim, like he had, like he did nothing. And he's got stars in his eyes as he gets up. He's like, oh, what happened out here? What did I, did I do that? What? Right. You know? Steve Urkel? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pulls the old Steve Urkel. Like that part yeah. drove me insane. And then you want to <laughs> kill him even more, but you can't because you don't right. play for the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. But that's what rivalry hockey is. You love it. You love every... Okay. It takes somebody... To just get it started, and I just love every second of it on both sides. I I absolutely love the the passion, the fire, because we always complain too that the game's too friendly. Everybody likes to shake people's hands and take photo ops on the ice before the game with your friend or your brother or everybody's just best friends out there. I love this stuff. It actually made the game very watchable. And here we go on the TV right now. Yeah, it's just two Boom. days later. Yeah. Now, it is going to be an in-person hearing for uh, Morgan no Riley way. on this as well. Yeah, what? In-person hearing. My yeah. Lord. Yeah, he's never been suspended in his NHL career. I don't think okay. it gets up to six. Neither has Perron, but he got the book <laughs> yeah. thrown at him earlier this year. <laughs> okay. So uh, here's what I thought about it. Mm -hmm. um, 
Well, first off, were you were we close to what you thought we would think about it? Uh yeah, actually, you know what? You're a little uh yeah, actually you guys actually surprised me a little bit. Uh, you were a little more diplomatic cuz I thought you guys were going to be on the side of, "Oh, you can't cross check a guy in the head." And Kron was Switzerland. He's as neutral as neutral can be on the I I, like, I oh, don't okay. like the cross check. Do you in want the head? me to pick yeah. a side? I think I think Ridley embarrassed the Leafs. I think he deserved what was coming to him and I'm on Morgan Riley's side. I okay. also think that one last thing I'd say on this, I think that Ridley yeah. Gregg knew that Riley was coming, and I think he didn't protect himself on purpose because he knows that yep. he draws more of a penalty. And that goes back to what we talk about with some of the boarding penalties that we see with younger players nowadays. Two feet away from Where the they don't boards. protect yourselves. Yes. And there's a lot right. of times where I wonder if they do that on purpose to draw a call because well. you know how much offense comes on special teams in nowadays NHL. And I think the young kids are taught that if you can take a hit to draw a power play, it's usually worth it. They're going to love that when they're uh, not being able to walk ever again. Well, okay. Well, they okay. don't think about so, that when they're 16. Okay. So um, seeing the reaction on social media oh, and how so good. <laughs> yeah. Morgan Riley storm. was just getting roasted. You yeah. can't get your stick up on the head. That's an egregious play. How dare he do that? You know what it reminded me of? You know when you see videos of like a bank robber or somebody trying to rob a store and then they're the ones who get stabbed or shot? <laughs> yeah. Maybe not try to rob the bank or rob from a store and maybe these things wouldn't happen. <laughs> Just slide the puck into the net. Just do it. Because sometimes when you do something stupid, sometimes you got to pay the piper. And I was okay with it. And again, you could say it's disrespect. None of this would have happened if he just would have shot the puck into the net. Maybe he but saw... being a hero like he is, not being a tough guy, he has to shoot a clapper from the top of the right in front of the net to stick it to the Leafs. And then subsequently, Morgan Riley didn't like that. Credit for Morgan Riley. But that's what that's the first thing I thought of. It's like, oh, the victim in all of this. Yes. Actually, you're the idiot who just caused all of this to begin with. Me. So sometimes. You know the you know the Twitter account f around and find out. That's what he did. He f'd around and he found out, and he got the cross deck to the head. Maybe Greg. It was so unnecessary and stupid. Just slide it in. Just slide it in. You didn't have to rip it like that. Just slide it in. I I just it's like he's playing the victim right now. Maybe he I saw don't the think Patrick he's playing the victim. Highlight. I don't think he's playing the victim. When did he play the victim? Did he go in the media and and cry about it? I don't no. think well, he the did. Well, the way he the way he the way he slinked at the side of the board because he's trying to draw a call. He goaded Morgan Riley into a suspension. He, the game was over. It doesn't matter. Ridley Gregg's season is over. You get their he's best playing for so out? much more. Yeah, yes, messes their leaves up. Why does Ridley Gregg <laughs> care? All he cares about is he's got hey. his empty netter. He's got one more goal for his counting stats, and Morgan Riley's yep. probably going to be on the shelf and lose like fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> Hilarious, <laughs> but it is a slippery move by Greg. It is I, an elite yeah. slippery move, I, and he elite. did it. He it's did it all the time. Yeah, again, when he was with Brandon. Do something stupid in life. Sometimes you got to pay the piper. <laughs> That's all I'm but saying. He's this, not hurt, like. If I'm him, yeah, I'm like, this is perfect. This is great. I made out like a yeah. bandit tonight. Well, and we we were even going around here earlier, a couple years back, when you know, David Riddick threw his goalie stick after he made that save. It's like mm -hmm. people are going back and forth. Stuff happens. You know, it takes one person to start that hole to get that gasoline yep. on the fire again. And now we're talking about it. It's, it's awesome. I love it. Like, mm -hmm. it's it's great. You, there's sides. You can you can be on Ridley Gregg's side. You can be on Morgan Riley's mm -hmm. side. Who cares? It's, it's, I love every second of it. We're talking about it. And, guys, actually, you know yeah. what? Everybody loves to win. 
you know, but not everybody hates to lose. Mm. And and for for something like that to happen, for him just to get in there, like you know what, enough. Who knows? You know, the Leafs have been like a a, a great regular season team all year round, mm-hmm. and have had no guts and spine when it's come mm-hmm. to the first round. Maybe a guy like right. Morgan Riley coming in and saying, "Hey, we're not going to be pushed around by the lowly Ottawa Senators or get spit on by them." Mm-hmm. And I've had enough of it. Maybe it, I don't know. Who right. knows? But I, it's a veteran move. Yes, shot to the head. Whatever. We're not talking about the shot to the head. The play overall, Riley's going to get suspended. He's going to get whatever he gets for that. We all know that's coming. It's just mm-hmm. I played in a different era. I was chatting with a bunch of my old teammates too, and they just they oh, loved they, they loved. Riley, because you see that, and it just get, it got my blood boiling. Mm-hmm. I made my family watch it on TV Saturday <laughs> night. I watched this, and I'm like, you do not get spit on by the opponent ever. Even if yeah. you are losing, you are going to go out fighting, right? F-, F around and find out. Yes. That's what happened. Too many people all over. Too. Even though the games were, we'll beat them on the score clock. Sometimes that's not enough. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's not right. enough. And they didn't beat him. They beat him on the score clock, and then they threw a little salt in the wound as well <laughs> with know, a right. clapper yeah, from yeah, the hash mark. Right. I also have another tip. Don't lose <laughs> yep. to the Senators. No kidding. How about that? No yeah, kidding. There's a, yeah, How about you it. just there's, don't lose to Ottawa? There's also that. In your well, home away from home in <laughs> yeah. Canada with half your fans in the building. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, you're supposed be, uh, to be the Leafs. How about you don't lose to the Sens? Yeah, the next time they play is going to be um, super interesting. October. Uh, we got lots to discuss. Uh, we got the uh, Elliot Friedman clip uh, from Saturday night's headlines talking about Jacob Markstrom. The like, flames are scorching hot. One more point on this. The one thing I would have rather Riley did is if he had done the Jason Zucker play and just pasted him into the boards with his shoulder. Yeah. That's a little right. bit different than taking the stick. Yeah, I'm sure uh, Morgan didn't have time to th- I'm sure he had time yeah. to think about it, but he just saw red. Oh, and yeah. he's like, you know, you're playing yeah. street hockey with your buddies yeah. and somebody does a little move and you're like, you know what? I'm going to bury your face to the back of your head type I thing, also right? have right. no idea what happened between those two pre- prior <laughs> in the game, right? Like what happened in the other 57 minutes and 55 seconds of that contest that Ridley Gregg did to get the Leafs riled up? It wouldn't surprise me if that was a long list of things that he had already done to the, kind of the Leafs embarrass themselves that game, mm-hmm. and then Ridley Gregg embarrassed them even more. Yeah, right. And that's it's like yeah, you know when they tried to get a little back. There's bigger problems, but we're just going to take right. it out on Ridley Gregg. What would the conversation be today, like if Riley didn't go after him? Right. Yeah. They, oh, absolutely. They just let that happen. Yeah, they roll that's over. A great point. Right? Yeah. They need more toughness. Dress Ryan Reeves again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a great contract by uh, the general manager of the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> Nailed the it. Flames could Only never two have more lost. years. He's Only too two good. More years. He's such a great GM. He can't lose that guy ever. Um, so great free agent signings um, <laughs> in Toronto. He's doing a bang up job over there. James Neal too. Just hiding guys, uh, hiding guys. The Cl- that Klingberg deal uh, work out too. Klingberg's been a really big member of their team. This Even year. Do- how, how Domi and Bertuzzi. I was going to say Bertuzzi. Yeah, Domi's been terrible. Yes. Yeah. By the way, too. Oh, I'm going back home. Uh, I love the text line, by the way, calling me a Leafs homer. Like, it's just... It's, <laughs> yes. you, you can't escape, George. It's the best. It doesn't like, matter. Again, <laughs> when I did, when I worked in years from Toronto, you know what I'd hear? Why is a Habs fan talking about the Leafs? Yes. And now I got these knuckleheads thinking I'm a Leafs <laughs> yeah. fan, dude. You don't stand like, a chance, George. You really I don't. don't. You I, know? I can't win either can't way. Win. Nope. Yeah. You stupid Habs fan talking about the Leafs. <laughs> oh, what should be more of a Leafs homer? Yeah. I don't care if it was the other way around. It doesn't matter. What? It doesn't matter if it was the jackets in the wild <laughs> on a Tuesday night if that happens. Sometimes you F around, you find out. And he found out. All right. We got lots to do coming up. Uh, I want to do the Jacob Markstrom thing 
from uh, Elliot Freeman, Saturday Night Headlines. I want to get, Cron, your thoughts on Jacob Marsham <laughs> trying to score a goal and then swimming around his oh, net. Man, that's a lonely feeling. On, it was great. He was trying to do his Patrick Waugh impression, just desperate to score. But I did want to get your thoughts on Super Bowl 58 last night, Cron. Yes, Where did course. you watch it? How did you watch it? Um, I watched it at my home uh, okay. on my couch with, uh, with uh, a plethora of food and goodies. Um, okay. It was actually not a bad game. I watched the whole thing in its entirety. I, oh, okay. I, I, it was weird. Even the halftime show, which I normally don't watch, with Ush uh, Ursher with his tarp Ursher. off ripping around out there in roller skates. That was thought uh, it was excellent. That was uh, that I, was something else. I enjoyed that. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was you really know, good. That was a fun show. You know, and then they got little John out there who's made a career out of saying yeah and okay and uh, with a great beat behind Shots. it. It's awesome. <laughs> and you know what else that did? That ca- cashed a bet for your boy. Oh yeah. Shout out Todd Furman. <laughs> oh wow, wow. Yeah, he, c- he came on our show Thursday and told us little John might be part of the halftime show. Oh wow! And I got it at plus one fifty. <laughs> I looked Sunday morning; it was down to minus five hundred. I was like. Wow. Wow. Todd Smart. Yep. Well done. Smart. Again, that was what the Super Bowl halftime show should look like. It's a spectacle. Mm -hmm. It's not pregnant Rihanna floating around the stage like last year. This is the best halftime show ever. It wasn't. No, it it just wasn't. Last night was fun. So it should look like. That's what the halftime show should look like at the Super Bowl. And you know what? Cron, you're a guy who can't cross over left over right. Yeah. What did you think of uh what do you think of Ursher's uh, roller skating ability? I was blown away by <laughs> it. I thought he looked nervous at the start, but once he got into the rhythm there, he was smooth. Yeah. The guy's an athlete, right? I mean, look at the way yeah. he dances. He's he's yeah. just he's smooth. The guy the guy yeah. gets it. He's well, I had to Google how old he was. He's forty five, jacked, yep. and looks uh, good. He looks great. And then uh old uh Ludacris comes out, he's 46 <laughs> and little john's 53 so there's got his shoulder pads on <laughs> no, I know. ready to jump no. in the game when need be <laughs> i know yeah. that was that was all right that was all right but the game itself what an it was an entertaining it was an entertaining game who was that fella that uh, tried to run on the field and pulled his hammy and got carted off yeah that was that was um, tough not great no that's no. uh I was really hoping he'd get hit harder, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. Every time there's a streaker, I just get excited. <laughs> no, they no, get not him, but, the, but the, the San Francisco player. Oh, that, you mean he ruptured his Achilles? Yes, by like Greenlaw. Yeah. 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 On the sideline. That's, yeah. that's a tough break. He was so excited yeah. about the turnover. <laughs> yeah. And then just. <laughs> oh, man. Little, little yeah. pop. Uh, but I, w- I was um, rooting for the San Francisco 49ers the whole way. Mm, I wanted yeah, nothing it's... to do with the Taylor Swift show at all. And Kelsey ripping on Andy Reid. Shoving his coach like that? No big deal. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It reminds me of the celebration. I don't know, Patrick, you must remember this, or you don't. When Bill Grammatica, part of the uh, kicking Grammatica brothers, Bill and Martine, where Bill celebrated so much that he kicked a field goal, he ruptured his ACL. (laughs) I don't think anybody remembers that. I do. Uh, You should look that clip up. uh, The Grammatica Grammatica brothers? Yeah, the kicking Grammatica brothers, <laughs> Bill and Martine. I don't know how it goes from Bill to Martine, yeah. but whatever. Martine? Um, big win by the Chiefs and uh, a lot of Taylor Swift. And I thought Maddie brought up a great point. Maddie's been on fire with some great points lately. Or was it Patrick? She's never on her phone. She's watching the game intently, which I love, Kron. Ugh, I don't want to talk about it. You know what? Why? Because I, I don't want, you know what? I want nothing to do with it. You know what? I knew the Chiefs, I, even though San Francisco was my lock. You guys allowed me to play that game. San Francisco yeah, you, was my lock uh-huh, of yeah. the day. Um, yeah. You just knew the Chiefs were going to win. San Francisco had the lead. Sure. Whatever. You know, and they get fourth down in overtime. And, oh, they can win. Oh, no, they get the first down. Oh, that's great. And it, you just knew it was going to happen. And you just I'm sitting in my chair. 
And I'm not even excited. I can just see it. You even see the San Francisco players on the bench like, that's ah, over. Yep. Uh, we didn't score a touchdown here. Yeah, they were going to come back and score. They're rolling. They're panning to the sidelines, and guys are staring into the air and looking at the ground and don't want to watch what's unfolding. They're mumbling what their <laughs> press conference is going to start with. Yeah, it was sad. Good you know, and then they, yeah, season. exactly. Right? It was tough. It was hard to watch. I wanted San Fran. I wanted Brock Purdy. Mm. I wanted Brock Purdy to win. Mr. Irrele- Mr. Relevant. <laughs> it's Mr. Irrelevant. What, what was the menu at the Cron House last night? A bunch of chips, a bunch of nachos, uh, seven-layer dip, homemade, uh, some pies, some wings, <laughs> lots of stuff. Lots okay. of stuff on the go. We had, we had a rotating door, people coming in and out. I had, uh, I had an eclectic uh, mix for the Super Bowl, stuff that nobody would ever eat at the Super Bowl. That's what we ate last night. Salad? Be- no, oh. uh, because we do... Um, foods that were invented in the Super Bowl cities. So um, my buddy Rob, Rab, in a Western New York accent, <laughs> he spent all day slaving on uh, Kansas City-style ribs, which were delicious. Ooh. Smoked them. Took him like eight hours to prepare. Delicious stuff. So he did some ribs. Uh, if you did not know, uh, chicken tetrazzini was invented in San Francisco, Yum. which is the weirdest Super Bowl food ever. We had some chicken tetrazzini. Last night, the burrito uh, is invented in San Francisco. Uh, we had some burritos too. We were crushing those. We definitely had uh, rice aroni, the San Francisco treat. Although they might be moving in Miami to diversify, so we had that as well. Um, I was whipping up some Kansas City ice waters, one shot of vodka, one shot of gin, half a shot of triple sec, a little bit of lime juice, top of Sprite. That's a spicy meatball. My friends were getting boozed up on that. The martini was invented in San Francisco. Whipped up some martinis at halftime to watch Usher. So uh, for dessert, the Popsicle and Rocky Road ice cream, both invented in San Francisco. We're eating Popsicles like children during the Super Bowl while all my buddies were in the bag watching the Super Bowl while I'm stone sober paying attention to the game. You know what? I'm just looking where the martini was invented because it doesn't sound like it would be invented in... Where did yeah, you say it was in invented? In the late 1800s. Where? In a San Francisco hotel. Oh, you're right. I sorry. I I heard you say Kansas City. I'm like that makes absolutely zero Kansas sense. Kansas City ice waters. Uh, they were drinking. That's what it's called. Yeah. My mistake. Very very spicy. Very spicy drink. Hmm. Kansas City ice water. All right. Uh, straight ahead. We'll play the clip from Elliot Friedman on there, uh, Saturday headlines. Thirty two thoughts dropped this morning. It's a an extended clip, but it kind of gets in more into the detail. How long is it? Minute fourteen. Yeah, I think we can play it. Okay. So we'll play that next. And then we'll talk about Jacob Markstrom trying to do his best Patrick Waugh impression and trying to fire the puck into the Islanders' empty net. <laughs> we'll do that with Brent Cron next, courtesy of All Kind Door Services. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, it's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. More on the Super Bowl, straight ahead in the 8 o'clock hour. We're still taking your text messages, 960-960, name and location. We'll do those at 8.30. Are you kind of starting to believe the Flames might make the playoffs here? Four straight wins, 3-0 and in the post-Elias Lindholm era. Numbers don't lie. Frank Cron, the Solution Snake, Big Show Flames analyst, the Cobra, courtesy of All Kind Door Services, Still in studio, uh, studio, <laughs> studio, man, <laughs> struggling today. Coolio. Studio sounds like a bad, like, R&B artist. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to stage, Stulio. That's yeah, Coolio covers. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah it's bad. Yeah. 
Play Gangster's Paradise again. (laughs) All right. Um, (laughs) Elliot Friedman, on his new episode of uh, 32 Thoughts, kind of alluded to something on Saturday night when it comes to Jacob Marstrom and the New Jersey Devils. And now, apparently, this morning, right, Patrick, the new episode of 32 Thoughts dropped. A lot of flames talk. hot. A lot of flames talk on this uh, podcast. So I go suggest you go listen to it on uh, wherever you get your podcast. After 9 o'clock. After 9 o'clock, of course. Yeah, and then download our show, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your favorite podcast, rate and review and stuff. Mm -hmm. All right, so we're going to play the clip, and then we will discuss. Here's Elliot Friedman on the potential trading of one Jacob Markstrom. I I think that the Devils and the Flames have been awkwardly looking at each other. I I just heard it got pretty serious. Um, You know, I've talked before on this pod about how the Flames have, I believe, only kept money once and I think that was David Riddick to Toronto and that was a a deal that had no term so again I I think the surest predictor of future events is past events so teams know that the Flames are not crazy about this right so I do believe that is a major hurdle and was probably the major hurdle and I think the package was, I think they were closer on that. I'm not 100% sure, but I think they were closer on that. It, was, they weren't, it wasn't perfect, but I heard the retention was the much bigger problem. The much bigger problem. And like I had people telling me it's, it's fallen apart, it's over, but I don't know that. I, I don't like to say that because I've learned in this business that just because something is true one day doesn't mean it's true the next day. But I do think the Devils are looking at other possibilities now. That's super interesting uh, with what Markstrom did to the Devils in that victory last week. Uh, Markstrom having an incredible bounce back season. I don't think there's any question he has been the MVP of the Calgary Flames this season at the top of his game. Uh, New Jersey having a ton of issues in goal. And it's something we've been talking about, Croner, that Jacob Marshall's playing so damn well, he might drag this team into the playoffs. If you're Craig Conroy and the Flames, do you kind of hold off on this? Maybe wait to the summer to make a Jacob Marshall deal? Because even though you might trade Noah Hannafin and Chris Tanev, you still might be a playoff team and maybe get the best of both worlds, Groner. Well, there, there's no hurry to trade Markstrom. He's aside, obviously, from the trade deadline until they have to wait to the summer. But they're in the driver's seat with this whole thing. If the deal doesn't look right, they don't have to. They don't have to rush any of this. They can wait till the summertime. I mean, this team has been through a lot this year, or pretty much at the start of or at the end of last season, with a bunch of players saying they didn't want to be here and the coaching changes. And then during the season, players not wanting to be here. And, 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 you know, that can put a team into the tank and guys start trying to tear each other apart and kind of playing for themselves. Or it can bring guys together. If you have a strong, strong group of players in the room, a good leadership, that they could be rallying around this. That, hey, potentially, you know what? Guys don't want to be here. We're trading guys. They can start to figure out um, what kind of team they're going to be and, and, and where they're going and kind of let the pressure fall off their shoulders. And Markstrom is masked. Um, a ton of mistakes by this hockey club. He's been their best player by far the whole season, and and that's that's not negotiable. I mean, he has legitimately stolen games night in and night out. Um, so now the Flames, with him having two more years left on his contract, yeah, he's playing lights out, some of his best hockey of his career, returning back to his Vesna candidate form from two years ago. Yes, he the, the spotlight's on him, but the deal has to be right. You're not going to make the, the deal 
just for the sake of making the deal and trying to get a haul back. It has to be right for the Calgary Flames. And I'm just shocked that that uh, New Jersey's not really uh, stepping up to the plate for for a top end goalie right now. Well, they said uh, they go later on in that they say the Devils are probably in not in the name for like a rental. They want guys for term because they're probably not making the playoffs. So this is why it makes sense to try and get Jacob Markstrom in there right now instead of bringing him in in the summer when he's a UFA in 2025. Right. Um, Maddie, go ahead. What, what, you you got you want to? I just. I just am so tired of teams believing that their goaltending is good enough to win when it very obviously is not. It is one of the most key positions in this league. It is the quarterback of this league. If you don't have it, you cannot win. And he is without a doubt a top 10 netminder in this league. Top but five this season. Nobody wants yep. exactly. Shesterkin's having a bad year. There's a lot of guys that aren't playing very well. You got he's Hellebuck, losing his net to Jonathan Dem- Quick. Exactly. Yeah, you got Sorokin, Demko, Hellebuck. There's some guys that are having really good years. But Markstrom is right up there. He doesn't have the same goals against and save percentages as some of these other guys because this team is just nope. not the same as a lot of these other teams. And they were brutal out of the gates. They were terrible out of the gates. But he solved a lot of the things that he was doing. Last year, that was costing this team momentum and costing them games. And I don't know. If if I'm Jersey and six million bucks is too much to take on, knowing that the cap is going to go up three and a half or four this offseason, I don't know what you're doing. You're the Devils. You have Jack Hughes at $8 million. You have Jesper Bratt at less than $8 million. You have Nico Heischer at seven and a quarter. What do they got Timo Meyer at? Well, Timo Meyer's at 8.8, which is fine. <laughs> Every team has a little bit of a boat anchor here and there. But the fact yeah. that he's at 8.8 and you have Hughes and Heischer both well below 9, 10, what they're worth, you have yeah. extra money to spend. This doesn't make any sense to me. Now, I will say, I would prefer that Markstrom stays here. For sure. I'm a big fan of the netminder. I'm a big fan of what he does for this team all the way through. But I also think that if you're the Devils, a team that I really like, their goaltending is terrible, and you have an opportunity to get an elite guy, do it. Empty the coffers. You spent your second-round pick that you won in the lottery the last couple of years. You have things that you can spend. And the, the Flames are in the driver's seat on this one, though, too. They're, they, 100%. They're, they can fleece anybody they want. Oh, it doesn't look good to me. Oh, you know what? The temperature changed today. Deal's off type stuff, mm-hmm. right? It's like, <laughs> it's, you've ever seen on Saturday Night Live, George, mm-hmm. the old mm-hmm. Chippendales dancers with Patrick Swayze and Chris Farley? Of course. Right? And, and you know, I Jake, think you're going to get it, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, Jacob Markstrom is Patrick Swayze. He's just out right. there. He's looking good. You know, he's, he's a male peeler ripping around on the stage for, for <laughs> auditions. Chiseled. He has a 16-inch waist. <laughs> yes. And he's got the cuffs on. And he's got great yep. flowy hair. And he's smiling while he's dancing. And then there's Barney, Chris <laughs> Farley, who's we all know what Barney looks like, right? And, yep. he's, and he's got passion. And he's got intensity. He's Vanacek. But he's (laughs) Vanacek. And they're dancing on the same stage. Right. And we know who's getting the money. You know what I mean? It's like, come on. Like, you know, know, and and that's the thing is that the, 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 the flames can sit here and just... They can check the temperature of the water every five minutes if they'd like to. That's they, what I've in said. Control. I, I have a question. How much did Vegas, with what they did, just ruin goaltending for everybody in the NHL right now? Well, they didn't. You know what I mean? It's like... I know. It's a system there yeah. in Vegas. And I get Aiden Hill, Logan Thompson, but, great goalies. Yeah. But it, the system there in Vegas, when you're like, oh, right. well, we can, get, we can get by with a goalie by commi- commission yeah. here or whatever. For sure. Yeah. You know what? 100% right. Like, Committee, they, sorry. Yeah, but they... 
They did it. They had four stud D men back there. Mm-hmm. They the they had other pieces to make oh, that sure. okay. If you have one t- high end goalie, yeah. and 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 you know your D sucks and your forwards are all like, look at it. Just it doesn't work, right? Aiden Hill's young, but he's good too. Yeah. Well, it's that's... not like he's a scrub. It's not like he's kind of regressed no. to being a bad goaltender this year. When he's been healthy, he's been really good mm-hmm. for Vegas. And that's well, where I was going with that story, George, to cut you off there. But well, uh, you're not cutting me off. It's just if I'm if I'm Craig Conroy in the Flames. And this is something that, uh, Maddie, you keep bringing up that, you know, why, what's what's the hurry? Why not potentially get this done in the su- summer? But it goes back to the text question we're asking our listeners right now. His team's playing good right now. Yeah. And it feels like ever since this Lindholm trade has been done, I don't know, I, I'm not a body language expert, but I feel like this team is just playing a little more freer. Yep. And we're seeing it on the ice. Why not keep Jacob Markstrom here? You can trade him in the offseason if you want to. Why not try to get into the playoffs? Like, I get it. It's like, oh, you know, we're in full rebuild. Okay, you've already grabbed a first-round pick uh, from the Canucks for Elias Lindholm. You're probably going to get another really high pick for Chris Tanev or an even higher, you know, return for Noah Hannafin. The way Jacob Markstrom's playing why not try to squeeze into the playoffs and sacrifice maybe three, four, five spots in the draft, which by all indications from guys who know a hell of a lot more about the prospects than I do, and Jason Buchla saying this isn't the strongest first round we've seen in a while, why not try to get into the playoffs and let guys like Zeri, Pospisil, Peltier, uh, give, it, give a little taste of what it is to play in the postseason? Why not? And the way it is... The way the Vancouver Canucks are going, the Flames play the Canucks in the first round. Why not? Sign me up. Let's bring on the Canucks and Flames in the first round. Be a lot of good exposure to those young players, and that just helps you down the road. Gives those players more confidence. It furthers their development, which is ultimately what we're trying to do here in Calgary, is grow and develop these young players. And getting into a playoff spot and being in a playoff race only helps that, in my opinion, Kron. You know what? Like, But like, they're in no... They're in no hurry. They're in zero hurry, right? They, they can sit here and, yeah, we, we they can see how it goes day by day. They they have a plan. If there's somebody that comes to them and says, hey, we're going to offer you everything for Jacob Markstrom. And, if and works, we don't want you to keep any money. Yeah, and then he goes. And if he doesn't, like like you said, he's single-handedly taking this team into the playoffs. But having said that, these last, I don't know, well, obviously these last four or five games here, well, three games, they've, they've been really, really, really good. And, and they look lighter, like you said. They're, they're playing with a lot of confidence. Lindholm leaves, and you know nobody's saying that that was a huge issue, but the team's playing better without him right now, and they seem like they're just you know they're smiling more on the bench. You you just see that they're they're a fun team to watch. They're outworking teams too. The one thing for me is that if you subtract Hannafin and Tanev, who have essentially been playing top pair minutes, you can mince words about which pair is the top pair night to night. That's fine. They've been playing more minutes than a lot of everybody else on the team. If you subtract them you're going to have a much bigger drop-off than when this team mm-hmm. lost Elias Lindholm. And if they sure. happen to get into the playoffs then, then Jacob Markstrom should win the Vesna Trophy. But all that being said, <laughs> if they keep him, they keep him. Yeah. And he's going to be here. And part of this that I think is a great win for the Flames is the attitude that the netminder, the player himself, has in Jacob Markstrom. Doesn't like that this is even that getting talked about that much. But at the same time continues to go about his business and win games for this Calgary Flames team, hasn't asked to be dealt out of here, hasn't been asked about his no-trade list. He's just going to keep on doing his job. Yep. And for now, that is continuing to just shut the door. Like, 
first 40 minutes, was it much of Jacob Markstrom against the Islanders? No. But in the third, dude shut the door. And that Barzell line, every time they stepped on the ice, they were cooking. So, listen, you're not going to – he won them the Devils game. Well, Vanacek lost the Devils that game. But at the same time, he was very good in it. And he's just continued to be outstanding all year long. Well, so, and that's a good point by you too. I mean, Markstrom hasn't made any waves. He hasn't been a problem. He hasn't been a distraction, right? Zadorov was a distraction, mm-hmm. right? Um, Lind- the Lindholm, to a certain degree, was a distraction too. Now that he's gone, it feels like it was more of a distraction yeah. than we might have even realized. Yeah. Well, they have some. They have some closure, mm-hmm. right? And you, so you sit here and, and and Markstrom just being a professional. He's he knows he's in the zone. I mean, we 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 talked about his demeanor on the ice too. When when things go sideways and there's bad bounces or whatever it happens but he's not taking it it's not screwing with his head he's just smiling and playing the game and enjoying being on top right now because he's he's lights out he's lights out i love it yeah it's uh it's again it's it's leverage it's a beautiful time to be craig conroy when it comes to hearing anything about jacob markstrom is yeah we'll keep him he's having uh, an incredible season or unless you're gonna completely blow me away with an offer that i can't refuse then potentially I'll deal him. It's a nice position to be in if you're the Calgary Flames, and it's something we've been talking about for weeks now, that Jacob Marstrom potentially could single-handedly drag this team into the postseason. And you're right, Matty, the blue line's going to look a lot thinner uh, if potentially Mar- uh, T- Tanev's going to get traded. I don't yeah. think there's any question about that. We don't know. Maybe Hannafin has a change of heart, or we don't know what he's thinking. Either he's signing it or he's not, the extension that's in front of him. But Tanev will be gone here before the trade deadline, and it's going to get a lot thinner on this blue line. But the way they're playing um, and, and the way even offensively they look, they look more dangerous with the puck than they have in the past. And obviously defense at, at the expense of defense. But the way Markstrom's playing, maybe he drags them in because this team isn't bad enough to bottom out or get into the lottery. They're not even close to being that bad. Mm-hmm. I think the playoffs potentially, and again, we talked about it, the goal differential. Them and the Kings are the only teams uh, in the wild card race who have a plus goal differential. That matters. It does. Obviously, uh, they're scoring more than they're giving up. And if they win another game tonight against the Rangers, that's five straight, 4-0 since turning Elias Lindholm. I think things is going to get super interesting here in the city of Calgary. Yeah. Wanted, to, um, wanted to get this done um, before you uh, you go, Cron. At the uh, Patrick Waugh being Patrick Waugh, pulling the goalie down two with uh, like 4.15 to go in the third period, which is what he does. But the fact that Jacob Marstrom, up two goals, was trying to fire that puck into the net and then ultimately got scored on after his shot was blocked and then he was swimming around doing the snow angel in the crease and eventually ended up in the back of his net. Your thoughts on him trying to score a goal Saturday afternoon? You know, when that puck got rimmed in, he was sitting in his, at his goal line, and he just saw it there kind of at the half. Was like, and he just jumped. You could see, just jumped out. And he's like, I'm going to get a goal. You could see the moment it hit him in the net yep. when the puck was rimmed around. And he jumped out, and you could see how excited he was. All he was thinking about was the, uh, was the other end, getting that puck in the net. And we've, he's, he's an unbelievable puck player all season long. He is one of the top in the league when it comes to moving the puck. He's got a great shot. He usually makes great decisions with it. And so when he jumped out, I'm like, he's going for it. He's going for it. And then he, he had no sauce on that puck whatsoever. No. It was a muffin straight up the middle. It was, it, it, it was too bad, really, because when does he ever do that? All season long, he has never, ever laid an egg like that, ever. And then, and then the chaos ensues. 
<laughs> yeah. and, and he's diving this way, diving that way. Tanev is on his back. There's like two of them. They're basically on the same surfboard going out to hit the wave. And, 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 then, and then you have the puck was under his blocker at one point or right beside, but he couldn't lift his arm because yeah. Tanev was on it. So he just swatted away and then it goes back to the point. And that's a, you know, the, 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 a terrible feeling when you're going is when you're on your stomach and you can see the puck and you're trying to lift your arm to the top of the net, and it only gets about a foot and a half off the ice, you know, coupled with... Exposing your wrists. <laughs> oh, I know, like, don't hit me in the armpit, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but it was just a comedy of errors, and the amount of opportunity that 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 New York had to get that puck in the net, too, like, I thought the way it was going, they weren't going to score. Yeah. And you, you could just see all the Flames players diving to the middle, it was just... I was laughing when it happened, and then they score, and like, of course that happened, right? Of course they were going to score, but it was, uh, yeah, you know, we'll give Markstrom that one. They won the game. He should go for it. He's a confident puck player, but uh, you could have played that circus music the whole time and sped mm. it up a little bit. It would have been, it would have been uh, even better. How much does that to do with confidence? All confidence, all confidence. You remember, was it Linus Allmark that scored? Last oh, yeah. season, he... See, that was a shot. It was <laughs> unbelievable, but there was no pressure on it, too, right? Like, he was in front of his... Linus was in front of his net when he shot it, whereas yeah. Markstrom decided, unusually, last minute, he was going to go out and play it. Not that he was like he was going to make a play with it, but that he was going to go score a goal with it. You could see it. His body language, if you go back and watch, he just jumped out of the net like he was three years old, like he saw a squirrel running down the road. It's like, I'm going to get a goal here. I'm going to get a goal. And... uh and that's the difference between Allmark and Markstrom on that play. I feel like as soon as Coleman put that in the empty net, he was like, I'm going for it. <laughs> Make three goal lead, <laughs> three and a half minutes on the clock, yep. Yep. no problem. And I got to say, they score that empty net that's kind of all chaotic. They score that six on five after he misses. And as soon as it went in, I'm like, ah, oh, it's fine. They'll be okay. Then the Islanders came out and they kind of pushed for the next yeah. 30 seconds. And I was like, oh, boy, yeah, he made a this big better save. not come. Yeah. yeah, he well, did. You, you kind of yeah. have to when you put yourself in that spot, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah. So that was the, the yeah. one moment where I was like, oh, boy. Yeah. Croner, you think when uh, he shot that muffin up the middle, Mackenzie Weaker looked at him and nodded approvingly? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's he, it. That's how it's done. He skated by him, and, him up. and gave him gave him knuckles. And the old, uh, well done. Um. <laughs> That first goal by Mackenzie Weger, could you have taken your glove off and caught it with your bare hand? <laughs> could have caught it with my teeth. Could have taken my helmet off and just chomped on that thing. That was, that was such a... That was wasn't little, the hardest shot. No, it was a little knuckle bomb that, uh, that, that, or a slider to the low blocker. And that went in, and I'm, just, I'm like, how did this go in? And you could see Varlamov just like, oh, man, that was Weger, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Oh, shoot. Darn it. That one's I that one I should have probably had, but that was just a little float wrister with no screen, far side in the net. You know, like I said, you could have caught that one with my teeth. Uh, Cron, we always uh, appreciate you being here. And tomorrow, Flames play tonight. At yeah, the I guess so, eh? Yeah, Let, sure. Let's do this. Well, we we uh, are looking forward to more of your in depth analysis. <laughs> You are uh, sharp as a tack. Yeah. Looking I, forward to hearing more from uh, our Big Show Flames analyst, the Solution Snake, the Cobra, courtesy of All Kind Door Services, your one-stop shop when it comes to fixing doors at your building, your office, or your home. Anything that swings, slides, or rolls, call All Kind Door Services for all your door repair needs. Croner, great stuff. We'll talk to you tomorrow, pal. See you tomorrow, boys. Keep those texts rolling in, 960-960, name and location. Are you at the point where, like, okay, 
Uh, I'm starting to believe the Flames might actually get into the playoffs. We'll do that at eight. We'll do that at eight thirty. Coming up nine sixty nine sixty. Straight ahead, more on Super Bowl fifty eight, and uh, we'll wrap up our season for NFL big bets. We'll do all of that next. It's the big show, Russick and Rose Sportsnet nine sixty. The fan.